All right, welcome to a new episode of Splitting Sagittarius. Sorry, we were not here last week. I had a hair appointment, so you know, you know. <laughs> Priorities. Yeah, that's that's a trash excuse. I'm sorry for you guys. The hair appointment came before you guys. I, I, I waited for a long time for that hair appointment, and it turned out amazing, so I'm happy. But... Anyway, today I kind of just wanted to touch base a little bit on our shortages. Did y'all know that we are in the middle of a tampon shortage and a um, formula shortage? I mean, you would think with like these Roe versus Wade um, things coming into play and you're seeing a lot of that in the news lately, like they would maybe not have shortages that affect primarily women. I'm not saying only women because, like, obviously men have to buy formula too. But the majority of the people buying formula happen to be women. It, that's a good question, though. Um, like, in, because I guess it makes sense for single-parent households, but in... With married couples, I wonder who actually does buy the more formula. Does it, or does the expense shared by the men or the women, or does like the woman predominantly just go buy it, or does the man go predominantly buy it, like who pays for it? That's a that's a question I never thought of. Well, typically, because my mom was um, a stay-at-home mom with my two little brothers, um, she like when their dad was at work um she would do the errands right she would um and you know like run the household so she would end up like buying the formula traditional moms shout out to the traditional moms out there sorry guys that was a hundred percent my fault i clicked a button and ended our recording but yeah so that kind of carries us on into our topic of the evening i just want to touch on that and you know get some awareness on our shortages and everything and i feel like that's a good thing for us to talk about a little bit in the following or in the coming up week but tonight our topic is on trophy wives versus housewives or stay at home dads versus the dads who kind of like bring home the bacon breadwinners all right, so I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Adam kick us off with this one. Gotcha. So it's a very layered question. So you have to phrase it to me like, do I prefer a trophy wife over a traditional mom? Just what are your like your thoughts first on? thoughts? Yeah, on the subject. Um, as a more Growing up more in a modern society, I'd say trophy wives for guys. Trophy wives are great. They just they just it looks great. Like everybody wants something that looks good. Whether it's say if you're a male and you like females, or you're a female that likes males, or vice versa. Um, I think it's just a it's a very idolized thing and it's we see it in movies and tv shows like you know everybody wants the banging chick or the really good looking guy but i think what really makes society go around is a mixture of both but predominantly traditional 
women and traditional men. Uh, and some people have problems with that. And we've kind of seen in the recent uh, years that we've seen like the role shifts and you see women bringing home the bacon, uh, which is cool too. Uh, shout out to those women out there uh, holding it down for the household. And then on the guy side, you know, I don't know too many stay-at-home dads. Uh, most of the guys that I, or men uh, that I know, they're more the the breadwinner. But then again, there's some households where it's like, it's kind of like 60-40, where the woman might be bringing home a little bit more than the guy, but, you know, they coexist. So it just depends on the the relationship between the the couple honestly, because that can really affect a lot of things, especially when you bring in a man's pride and a woman's independence uh, and a lot of those different aspects that you have nowadays that we may not have had really back in uh, more modern times or more traditional times, excuse me. I know a guy who actually did take a um, paternity leave after his kid was born so that he could, like, you know, stay home and, like, help the wife with the baby, get them acclimated, um, and also let the wife, like, rest up post her surgery, right? So, I feel like that's good, and I feel like that should be, like, um, definitely recognized more and kind of, like, modernized a little bit, because it's, like, that's a major thing, like, giving a birth ain't just, you know, like, ah, we, we got a splinter. <laughs> splinter. Got a big splinter. But, um, you know, like, I don't know, like, like, don't get me wrong, like, I think whatever route you take, as long as you're not a Meredith Blake of the world, I respect it. And even Meredith Blake had, had a point or two. A point or two. Just a couple points. But, but, I mean, at the end of the day, we, we still team Liz. (laughs) But, so, um, what? My question to you would be, which one do you prefer, trophy husband or breadwinning husband? I kind of want to be like a little dynamic duo type thing. I want us all both to have like really established careers, you know, like that's just like how I foresee life going, but I also don't really want kids, but it like say per chance that like I end up with someone who does and we agree to adopt or something or do a surrogacy or something like that like then yeah I think that they would be the stay at home parent ooh wow okay so in a if you had to choose between the two you'd say that you prefer the stay at home dad and you go be the breadwinner yep unless unless they just want to pay for my Pilates. <laughs> but if they do, are you going to the Pilates? That's a better question. Consistently. I've never done Pilates before, but I could try it. Okay. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I like that energy. I've um, never done Pilates. I don't even know what Pilates really is. I don't either. It just sounds uh, fancy. <laughs> it really does. It sounds something like very exquisite. It's like, what do you do in the morning? Pilates. I, I go get my smoothie, and then I go to Pilates, and 
I do all of that before I go drop the kids off at <laughs> their um, school, and then I go do whatever else. That that's something. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know if I could be a stay-at-home dad to be honest. Uh, I just feel, and that's not like a. I don't know if it's more of a masculine thing or is it just a like I'd probably get bored as hell being at home type deal. But I don't know. Like being a stay-at-home dad just doesn't appeal to me in the slightest. I don't know. Like I mean, like. I can see where some people could find it appealing. I just don't think I would feel fulfilled if I did. But at the same time, I would want someone to stay at home with a kid, you know, like especially like um, when they're young and they're not in school yet. Like I could see myself wanting someone to do that, but but not me. Why not you? If you're the one that's gonna because be the mother to the these children, because they're the one who wanted to have the kid. I don't know. I feel like your opinions are gonna change, fam. And for the people I that mean, are watching, if they obviously. do, they do. And I would never just like have a kid if I just really, really, really did not want one. But I understand that most people probably do want kids, and so right now I am open to this discussion of adopting or surrogacy. I will never want to give birth i know that for a fact but and right now i really don't want a kid but like i'm open to the discussion and maybe my opinions will change but i just really don't foresee it happening but i'm not gonna say that that will never happen and i guess i'll just add this and then i'll we'll kind of transition but i will say for the guys that are watching and the women that are watching as well because it's kind of it's a two-way manifold. Most guys are going to want their own child. And when I mean their own child, they're going to want one that has their DNA. So for the ladies out there that think like AM, which is fine. Like I said, you know, there's some guys out there that, you know, choose to adopt. And that's, you know, that's admirable and I mean, yeah, I, that's another thing. That's another thing. What's up? Is like... It's like, y'all want us to have all these kids, but then a lot of these kids end up in the foster care system anyway. So, make that make sense. Not not those kids, Sam. Those are more like the kids that probably come from more impoverished backgrounds or from impoverished parents, generally. I don't feel like rich people just giving away their kids, like, or middle class people are just giving away their kids at a high rate. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's more of the... Okay, the so what if we get divorced? Yeah. Like, are you, or, like, like if I get divorced, are they going to take the kid full-time? I don't, I don't see really too many guys having a problem with that. I just think the courts don't really allow it. I think usually the courts are like, no, the, the mom's getting joint... She's getting the custody, and she's going to make most of the decisions, and the guy has, like, visitation rights and stuff like that. I mean, this um, would never happen. Like, if I, like, went into a partnership and, like, we ended up having a kid or whatever, I, I would understand that I am then a part of the child's life, and I would be choosing to love a kid and, and you know, all of that stuff that comes along with being a parent. I'm just saying, from my perspective, right this second, 
not wanting a kid say I have a kid and because I'm not allowed to get an abortion or whatever you know like um like it's just kind of like a shitty situation you know and then it's like it's like okay well the foster systems are overrun already and then so okay don't want to do that don't want to get put the kid in there so then I end up with this kid that it's like one I don't want a kid to feel like he wasn't wanted he or she wasn't wanted but at the same time it's like but I didn't choose to have a kid so that's a and I don't even know if you want to go into this topic really on on today's podcast but it's been something that's kind of been on my heart and on my mind Uh, I think both of us are obviously pro-choice yeah so for those that are pro-life you know if you have any rebuttals please drop them in the comments or uh, just kind of reach out and be like hey this is my perspective you know this is kind of how I feel like because I'm always open to don't be an uh, asshole or be an asshole if that's okay I don't really to me it doesn't it doesn't really matter you know just for like I'm gonna be respectful as long as you're respectful I always have to have the conversation just ask people but uh, if I clap back at you and you get your feelings hurt don't be mad when you were an asshole first so Adrian's a little bit more aggressive I'm not that aggressive as long as you don't come at come at me with that type of energy um you know I'm a believer but kind of what I want to say is just like for people that are pro-life it seems like a lot of people that are pro-life are people that are conservative and I feel like those people and, and there's nothing wrong with being conservative if you're conservative that is fine I have some conservative values I wouldn't consider myself 100% like a conservative person as far as uh, politics are concerned I'd say I'm like in the middle um, there's some things I agree with on the democratic side there's some things that I agree with on the conservative side but I say all that to say it's just for conservative people in general who typically don't like the government being in their business to have the whole Roe v. Wade thing be overturned. It's kind of wild. Um, because it's like the whole thing for conservatives from like as long as I've known is that, you know, they want independence from the government, you know, the government interfering in their business. And so, like, when you take, you know, Roe v. Wade out of the question, and you're like, no, we're going to, like, intervene in what women have to do in their business, that's just crazy to me. Because it's like, when it comes to, like, small business owners and stuff like that, they're like, well, we don't want the government all in our business and interfering in our transactions. But then when it comes to a woman having a child, they're like, no, we have to delegate and relegate everything. I'm like, well, how does that work? Like, you know, you can't have it both ways. Um, So that's always kind of been my the way I kind of equate things uh, from that perspective, but um, on a different side of the spectrum, it's just, you know, everybody's pro-life and and that's that's cool and I'm, I'm, I don't disagree with being pro-life, but if you can't provide that child with the same level of love and affection and then the care that requires to be a, you know, it requires to have a child. Like, I don't understand why you would bring a child to this world if you can't look after them. And everybody's just like, oh, well, the foster care system, like, you know, foster care systems suck. 
you know, like I've worked with kids that have been in foster care, and yeah, it just that. it looks it looks rough. And then it's like I feel like certain people. I'm not gonna kind suicide of suicide rates of kids in the foster care system. Yeah, exactly. And then so I explain don't to me to, how that's pro life, bro. That, and then I don't want to get into the whole. You know, I don't want to break this down to race, but it's like at the end of the day, it's just it disproportionately affects marginalized groups people of color and basically minorities or impoverished people exactly um that's I got a very, you, fam. <laughs> appreciate it fam because that's a very technical way of putting it but i was not i was about to be a lot more blunt um and i needed that technicality there uh but it's just like everybody wants you know and I'm not going to say just white people specifically, because that's just, that's a bad narrative. But I do feel like a lot of people out there were like, oh, well, we'll raise the kids or whatever like that. And Okay, bad, bad. <laughs> when I drop it off on your doorstep, remember them words. Right. And and the way, the way I say it is like, and I'm an African-American male, Black people on record aren't just going out of their way to adopt kids. Black people tired of taking care, taking care of the kids that are already theirs. Like they're not looking for more kids. Like <laughs> you know. So, in the way, like I said, a marginalized group, black people are generally marginalized and they make less and they go through generally rougher conditions. And you're asking these people to take on these children and have them grow up in these harsh conditions and then when they go out and do things because they're cultured by these harsh conditions like sometimes robbing and stealing to make a way for themselves then people want to go on the other spectrum and say well why didn't you raise your kids well or why are your kids out here stealing and robbing it's like because the kid probably shouldn't have been born in the first place because they didn't get the same love and tender care that your kids like little jimmy and Susie got um jimmy and, and so they had to struggle I like them names, bro. Jimmy and Susie. You know, and it, the reality is is that, you know, I, like I said, and it's, it's hard for me to say, it's just like, there's such a huge difference between black and white when it comes to economic uh, stability. And mm-hmm. it's like, when you look at the black community, we don't have all of the things that we really need to raise the children to the level that we probably want our children to be at. Um, like on the grand spectrum, like this is not an individual by individual basis. This is on the grand spectrum of the overall population. Exactly. So thank you for that adding that in as well because like I don't want to make it seem like no, I can't. Like, I'm here for it. You know, like a racial divide, and you can even like you know break this down into like ethnic things too, like you know the Asian and the communities uh, and stuff like that. But it's just like you know, the black community doesn't have necessarily the resources in abundance, like certainly the European or white community to raise children, like through the church and through all these organizations and stuff like that, where they get the same help that African-American kids get on, that they don't get on a regular basis. So people that are wanting, you know, they're advocating for minorities to have these children that they can't afford, it's just ridiculous because they're not afforded the same opportunities necessarily that a white child might be afforded in the United States. And so it's like, if, if I can't have my kids enjoy the same things that your kids can have by my same hard work, then why should I have kids 
in the first place. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's super wild to me. So, that's just kind of my little two cents on it. Um, Especially, and you should not have kids if you do not want kids or if you are not ready for kids. Right. And not everybody and, wants kids. Like, I get, like, a lot of people do, but a lot of people, mine and Adam's age, don't really want kids like there has been like a shortage of people having kids because we just can't afford it let alone anything else yeah any other reason everybody's just, everybody's just like have kids it's like well yeah who's gonna take care of these kids though like <laughs> not me because like if you don't take care of your kids then people look at you like you're a bad parent you know and it's like, well, I didn't want these kids in the first place. And they're like, well, you shouldn't have sex. Well, it's like, who are you to tell me that bro, I can't have sex? Bro, bro, like, let me tell you. I had a whole, like, two-hour conversation with someone the other day about how every time you have sex, you are risking getting pregnant. And I am like, okay, I agree. I am on birth control. I do everything to try to prevent getting pregnant. And if I got pregnant, I have a um, pre-existing condition that would make pregnancy really hard for me anyway. So, in my religion, I am supposed to get an abortion because of my pre-existing condition, which would make it dangerous for me to have kids. So not only do I not want to be pregnant or get pregnant or have kids that way, but by my religion, I'm not supposed to. Like, I am supposed to get an abortion. And yet so many people want to argue with me about how that is not God's will. And I'm like, baby, your religion comes from my religion. So how are you going to tell me? Yeah, that's a whole different, that's a very good uh, topic that you bring up because, like, religion is such a huge thing when it comes to pro-life and pro-choice. Like, some people, they just, like, and that's fine. I align myself probably mostly with Christian values, and that's fine. Um, but I do have my own opinions. Uh, and, and you're that's not, not saying, saying hey, because I believe this, this should be law. Exactly, and I feel like that's ridiculous, like, because everybody's not Christian. Like, and the same thing is... If you even look in further into law and politics, like whenever you, you, if you've ever been in any type of trouble or you've been on jury duty, they make make you swear in on the Bible. It's like, well, if I'm not a Christian, then the Bible has no bearing on whether I'm going to tell the truth or not. You know, it's just I didn't know they changed like the the book. What's up? Somebody when they swear in or whatever? Yeah, do they change the book? Me and my mom were talking about that, and I think they do, but I could. If somebody out here knows, please uh, let me know. I did my research, and I should know, but um, I guess that's from TV and just kind of working it's always in law the enforcement Bible. in general. Uh, working in law enforcement, that's always the Bible, is from what I've, what I've been concerned with. Um, so that's just a, I don't know. For the people out there that just, you know, think that kids just grow on trees and everybody can take care of them, that's. It's ridiculous, and I'm always open to hear like the pro-life um, arguments because I do, like I, I genuinely do want kids to be born and people to you know do those things. But you know, if you can't afford a child the same commodities and things that we have, it's like why bring them into this world? Like the world is already cool as it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
you know, it's like, I'm not saying that Kids we should get bullied the because they don't have the same standard of living, too. Yeah, and it's like, people just, like, block that stuff out. They're like, they have the American dream. They're like, well, if you just put your head down and work hard, things will happen for you. It's like, no, it doesn't necessarily. There's some people that have been working their entire lives, hard working, clocking in, working 12, 14, 15 hour shifts, and still have not gotten the things that they probably deserve, you know? Yes. But that's just life. You know, people just, people just think the American dream is just, if you just stick to it, you, one day you'll be famous and rich. It's like, that's, that does not happen, you know? Bro, I mean, probably more I mean, we people. trying, we trying out here. Literally, so, I mean, congrats to the people that, you know, the American dream worked for you and, you know, more props to you. But like I said, that's not the reality for everybody. You know, everybody can't be above average. There has to be average people. There has to be, there has to be different levels of society. And I think that's more of a different conversation. But, uh, I think if, if people, if you're pro-life, I think you have to be, you have to have socialism then, which those people don't want socialism. They want capitalism generally. Because I feel like those are generally conservative people. And, you know, as we know, conservative and capitalism kind of go hand in hand in a way. Uh, I do think that there's a healthy balance that needs to be had. And some people are like, oh, we need, like, complete socialism. But that's on a different topic. Uh, but it's like if you're going <clears> to <throat> if you're gonna have – if you're going to take out abortion laws or whatever like that and make it illegal for people to have abortions – then you need to have socialism as your forefront for your country then because then everybody should be on an equal playing field, which they're not going to do. So it's like just leave things the way they are and stop trying to backtrack. Uh, so that's just my two cents on that situation. No, for real, for real. And I feel like that kind of comes back to the, like, parenting styles too. Like it's like, were your parents around were one of your parents always working and the other one wasn't there like um or was one of your parents always working and wasn't really there um because they had to support you and i mean like that was their like role in your life but it was like okay you still needed them as a parent and they weren't there or did both your parents work while you were in school and then they were like both at home or like all that types of things like you gotta figure out all of that stuff before you just decide to have a kid yeah for sure um i don't i totally agree with you and i mean that plays a huge thing and then when we have the i'm not gonna say a mental health crisis but more of a mental health awakening as to like where the where we are as a society for young men young women older men older women and just like all the people in between um, it's just like that affects a lot of things too like I mean you've seen these school shootings and stuff like that I'd imagine some of that stuff is probably from a lack of love and teaching at home so it's like that's a, that's a trickle effect into birth rates and all that all those things come into play like you, they all factor in in one way or another and uh, I don't know it's just it's just crazy because all those things matter when you're talking about raising a kid it's like if you don't have all those aspects or, like, you know, at least get close to touching on all those aspects with a child, I mean, that can really divert the way that their life goes in the future. Yeah. And I mean, like, so then it's like when – and don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. 
there are some days where I'm just like, man, I would love to be a trophy wife because I am tired of just working things. And I just started working. But, um, but you know, I've had summer jobs and I worked through college and I worked some in high school and everything. Like, I've been working, but, like, in the grand scheme of, like, life, I kind of just started working is what I mean by that. But it's just, like, like I haven't even really gotten into my career yet is what I mean. And, and but, I've, but, you know, like, I've been grinding for forever, it feels like, and... You know, sometimes I just be tired. So I'm like, man, wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it yeah. be nice to just go out and buy a Birkin bag with money I did not earn? That's that generational wealth, fam. And, like, the older I've gotten, the more I've seen it. And it's so wild. Like, literally, I have some classmates that probably would never have to work in their life. I mean, they're going to college all those great things but people like downtown shopping at 12 o'clock while the rest of us are at work busting our ass and they're like shopping for Birkin bag worried about anything it's like that must be a phenomenal life uh to live because I see it all the time like I'll drive downtown on my lunch break and I'll see like these really rich people like smack in the middle of the day on a very on a very good sunny hot Monday just like going from store to store like just just buying all the, the the nice expensive stuff it's like what are you doing like you're not at work like you must just be a trophy wife and that's that's cool you know to I be mean, fair i will if, say like some people do have like their little business lunches or like they have better like lunch breaks and stuff like that i will say like not all jobs are created equal i know they ain't created equal i just need the ones that ain't created equal so i can take the advantage <laughs> No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But, uh, I mean, nah, nah, we ain't kidding. <laughs> Loki, uh, Loki, we are not, not kidding. kidding. Those people out there. I really need those jobs. I'm trying to go buy me uh, a Birkin bag on a Monday. The new Louis Vuitton coat or whatever. Nah, but. Coat. They got duster right. coats now. <laughs> they got leather <laughs> duster coats. Need that new polo sweatshirt. <laughs> Um, Bro, I got I got a question but, about that. Why does every guy just be wearing a polo all the time? Okay, so are you talking about like a polo style shirt or like polo the actual brand itself? No, like polo that's style a whole shirt. Different topic. Well, I mean, I mean, give us a rundown, but yeah. So I mean, the general thing like a polo is just like you know three button down short sleeve shirt or whatever like that yeah um but if you're talking about the actual brand polo that's a completely different well i know too. i know i know the yeah difference. i was just trying to get kind of clarification okay yeah so so but so just give us the rundown on like which part like okay why 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 are we always wearing polos style shirts polo style shirts it's like it's business attire for the most part um i think especially down south uh it's like very, very i wouldn't say down south i mean even up north and like the new york area like those are very classic traditional shirts that people have worn I mean, like you know as far as business i understand if you're like a little bit older why you're wearing one because that's what you've been wearing for a while but at this point at this point i just 
can I do a style class with y'all? Because we got to retire some of the pullers. Pullers are cool every once in a while, but when y'all wear them all the time. Like, but it's like my job, that's kind of what it requires. Like, that's the basic attire. It's like a polo shirt, either some jeans or khakis, and like some nice dress shoes or some or something. Like some decent dress shoes. Or, I mean, you, you could know. have like a knit collar shirt or something like that. And that's just as nice if you can style it correctly. But it's just, I mean, that's just what business attire has always been like. I mean, when you go into a haberdashery or just a local men's clothes store, like, that's the stuff that you're going to see. Uh, no, we're, we're changing that. We're going to change that, Adam. We're going to work on I that. Don't see, that's where my conservative comes out. I'm okay with it, you know. It's basic. Um, unless it's like a, it depends on... Like, if it's just a regular polo, then yes, maybe it's basic. I, for one, I do like design and looking clothes just because it looks. I don't know. I'm just kind of, maybe I'm just kind of bougie. And that may be, that's cool. But I think name brand things just make, uh, it just it just hits different, you know? I mean, I'm so not like even really saying works. we got to spend money. I'm just saying we can match some items that look good together. Absolutely, absolutely. But I did want to kind of get back on our topic a little bit because yeah, I, I, just, did, I just wanted to go over that. It was bothering. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I will say like even because for me, and I've kind of been reluctant to get in a relationship, and that's because I haven't reached the the point in my life where I feel like I either am a breadwinner or I'm on track to be the breadwinner I want to be. It's, um, it's I feel a like struggle. It's a struggle. Yeah, and I don't feel like people talk about that enough um, from, like, a holistic perspective. Like, I feel like, and for most women, and that's the expectation is for a guy to provide, and that's fine. I don't, I don't have a problem doing that. It's just it's so hard to, like, because not only can you, it's like finding a job that you love to do and also providing a decent amount of money, but not even just a decent amount. You have to be like, excess almost because you have to think about it it's like as a if you're the breadwinner or you know the predominantly you know cash cow for the family you want to your kids have to go to college if you have kids you have to take care of your wife everything revolves around you if you're the one that's bringing in 80 60 to 80 percent of the income so it's like if you if something happens to you then like the whole family crashes so you have to have everything taken care of and then for me personally, I think like good R and R is always needed. So you know, you're talking about vacations and stuff like that, which I feel like people should go on. Mm -hmm. It's it's a luxury, and people don't. Some people their entire lives never go on vacation, which is ludicrous. Um, but that's what I equate to like living well, like you know, going on vacation, and then you have to factor in childcare if you have kids and. Um, all those expenses and like just regular living expenses and stuff like that. And that stuff is not cheap, you know. And then nobody just wants to live in like nobody wants to just live in like an average Joe house. Like you know, you want a little bit, a little bit, you know, luxury things here and there. So yeah, I mean, like most people, at least at like very very least, want you know to have their own house and a yard or be able to live in the city that they want to in like in you know like have their choices they want choices you know yeah um what yes and no because like where we live predominantly like people are okay with just like the basic bare minimum okay, and i said I feel like most people i said most people 
most people do not live in that tiny little town. You're right, but then again, most people are average people, though. But most people still want to be able to choose between this house and this house. I agree. I want to agree with you, but I'm not sure. <laughs> like I really do. I really want to agree with you, but I don't want to like discredit people and be like, because I've met so many people that just like recently in my life are just like, well, I'm content with what I do. Like, you know. No, yeah, I'm not saying house. that there aren't people with con- who are content with what they had or what they have, but they made choices to get to that contentness, and a lot of contentness comes from just being older and settling down, you know? So what's a good age to start being content? That's the better question then. Because it's like... For me, it's gonna be like later 30s, but that's because I am not the average person. Now, some people can like have their own like life how they want it to be by the time they're 30. And some people are getting married at 18. And those are not average people either. I don't believe that those are average people. I cannot believe that. My brain will not let me believe that. I'm not going to lie, though. The older I get, the more I'm like, you know, it probably wouldn't have been bad to get married early. But then again, like, there's so much growth in between being 18 and, like, where we are now. That That has been four years. Five years for me, but four years for you. Right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of growth. So, like, I definitely don't see me getting married at 18. I mean, it's too late to do that now, but, (laughs) but... but I could, like, in in no universe, in all of the parallel universes, did Anne-Marie Hawkins get, get married at 18. You know, I don't know. Like, I, the idea to me of, you know, meeting somebody young and growing old with them is just sound and very, very appealing. And we just don't live in that type of society as much as we used to. And I feel like that's just such a great thing to do. Like, it's always so nice to see a older couple. And they'll be like, I've been together with such and such for 50 years, and I still love them to death. And it's just that like, that's a beautiful cute. It is cute. That is so rare. So rare. Why can't we have that, though? <laughs> because me and you are Sagittarius. Yo, shout out to the Sagittarius out there. You know, <laughs> the pickiest mofos on the block. Picky is what we are. Um, we are set was, in our ways. Picky. We are not settlers. We really aren't. Um, you know who I like? And they're not settlers either because their standards of love are so freaking high. <laughs> it's the Cancers. The cancers you are know, not I, subtle. They're people. I don't know how many cancers I've actually like had a crush on or whatever like that, but I'll tell a few. You, man, I can tell you a few off the top of my head who you have had a crush on. Okay, go for it.
but they fine though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think they fine though. You know, so I don't, for those people that didn't hear what she said, um, y'all don't need them. God bless America. God bless America. Um, we but, we don't we try our best not to name drop on here. We try. Yeah. So. But if they happen to end up single, you know, we might name them. No, I'm kidding. We're not gonna name drop. But I uh, <laughs> everything about you in this moment. I don't know, cause now you're making me want to go look up my celebrity crushes and see what their zodiac signs are. Look, I think um, I think Vanessa Hudgens is a Scorpio. No, she's a Sagittarius. She's is actually she? her birthday a day after mine. I want to say. Yeah. She is a Sagittarius. Who else? Who else? Okay, never mind. No, who else? Where'd you go? Oh, sorry, guys. Okay, you bet. I'm like, I'm like researching. Uh, I'm gonna go like my recent crushes. I'm gonna say Madison Beer. She's definitely up there. Um, she's, she's a Pisces. She's, oof, oof, boy, the last Pisces I had a, oof, that sucks, that sucks. Um, who else is a celebrity crush for me? I like the way she looks, but I don't feel like we would be compatible. Um, Ayana Lewis, she's a model. I don't know how to spell um, that name. A-I-Y-A-N-N-A. One second. Russ is a Libra. Libras are usually really pretty. Who is? Russ. Russ? Yeah, I don't know his Shout last name, Russ. so I cannot tell you. Russ, Russell Vitale. He's my favorite rapper out. Probably, he's probably been my favorite rapper for a minute. Um... Russ was born in September, I think. No, September ish. Yeah, I think September twenty sixth. Who? Yeah. You said Russ. Yeah. He's yeah. he's September twenty sixth. Yeah, I know my favorite rappers. Uh. Why why do you know that? I'm a super fan. Okay. Russ, if you hear this, just all of my four whatever yep. things are in Libra. Is what I said on Twitter. <laughs> Russ, if you hear this, at your boy, send us some tickets to a show or something. I don't know. Favorite rapper. Um, dang, but, who else is my crush on? But yeah, so I mean, okay. I feel like. I feel like if you want to be a stay-at-home mom, that's cool. If you want to go back into the workforce, that's cool, too. I just think you have to, like, really discuss that before you have kids. Like, who's going to stay at home? Who's not? What What are y'all going to do if y'all both don't want to stay at home? If y'all both, like, really care about your career and having a kid? You know, I just think all of those are very important conversations to have prior to doing that. I ain't judging nobody for whatever choice they make. I just, don't be a Meredith Blake. Don't send a kid off to Switzerland. 
Don't be an Amber Heard either, even that's on a different yeah. song. Dex. Don't do that. That's a, that's a different topic. Um, but yeah, don't be an Amber Heard either. Don't um, be a young blonde woman who <laughs> is mean to kids and their significant other. But I will say, okay, so I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you think that women on a large scale would think less of their man if they were not the primary uh, breadwinner? It's so like hard. It's so hard for me to speak for other women because I wouldn't. If that's because I I just see myself as being a breadwinner in my life i just really do and like maybe that's just me manifesting that for me but like i really really see myself being a breadwinner in my life and it's like and like if that's the case then like not every man's gonna be making more money than me and then it's like and like maybe they are and like that's cool too but like but like I'm not gonna sit here and be like, yeah, I married you because of your money. Like that's ridiculous. So mm. now, so it's so so hard for me to put myself into the yeah. perspective of other women, and maybe they would, especially if they've never saw themselves as like the breadwinner. Then like yeah, maybe they would. But like, I just think that's such a weird thing to really really care about. It's like. It's like when my friends are like, oh, so like, um, like, would you care if I had sex with so-and-so? I'm like, that's a really weird thing for me to care about. And I got so many other things in my life to worry about other than who y'all are fucking. Like, so, I mean, like, like, that's so weird. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like it's a valid question because I those think are it's one a valid question. I just at. think it's weird to care about those things. But like, I mean, I'm not saying it's weird to care about finances. I'm saying if y'all have okay. enough money to to survive as a couple and with kids, it is so weird to care about who's making more money. Okay, I like your answer. I do. Um, I think more people should think like that. I do think that society plays a role in it, though, because uh, oh, I think it's considered more... I feel like people just associate it with masculinity. Like, if you're the breadwinner, like, that's a masculine thing. If you're not, it's kind of like a feminine thing, I want to say, but, like, I just don't... Like, if I take a... So, let me kind of give you an example. Like, if I take a group of men, I take a group of women... And I ask, what do you think is masculine in men? And what do you think are masculine in men for both parties? Uh, do you think we get the same answers or do you think we get completely different answers? For, like, what is masculine for a woman to do? Like, on. No, no. Not for a woman, but, like, what do women think masculine means? in terms of like characteristics and what they what men bring to the table and then uh, a group of men and ask them the same exact questions okay okay ask. i got you now i got you okay i understand um i feel like there would be some variation and some overlapping of the answers i feel like 
there's like s- standard like um gender gender roles and then it's like what women find masculine that men probably are like we just do that we don't really see it as masculine and uh men would be like oh but this this is where the testosterone is at <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was your face when i said that you were like what is wrong with her <laughs> a lot a lot. Well, <laughs> like today or in a, general. <laughs> like <laughs> if it was in the visual podcast, y'all would have been like, this man's face my face would have been a meme, hockey. Um But um <laughs> Um, yeah, so I think like there's some variation and overlap in that. Like I feel like women think that like when like when men wipe their face with their shirts is like is like hot like sometimes it like i'm not saying it's always hot but i'm saying like a lot of the times it can be but um and like guys are probably like we just do that because our shirt is there and it's facts and so and so like it's stuff like that like that you just don't really think about you know and so i mean that's kind of hard to answer because it's like i really don't know what guys think of like I feel like guys don't really think sometimes. <laughs> okay, so, oh wow, that was a whole diss. Um, <laughs> no, I just think it's like, if y'all just be sitting there, like, not doing anything, and then you're not really thinking about anything in particular. Well, I mean, when it comes down to masculinity, I think about, like, because there's certain things for guys that are just, like, out of the question, like, that's not masculine. Like, I was like I said, I have no problem with. You know, I feel like it can be masculine like, to be not masculine though. I yeah 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 I I definitely agree with that. I'm just I guess I'm thinking more from the guy's perspective and how women may uh, perceive it. Like, and this is a wild. This it's not really that wild, but it's just like when you think of it. Like the most masculine thing a man a man probably has to a woman, and it's probably the sexuality. It's probably that's probably like top one or two. Like I don't think I don't think if I asked any woman out there, it's like, do you find a guy a man being a homosexual masculine? Not that there's anything wrong with that, you know, for the people out there that are. You it's know, pride the sexuality is different from. No, 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 and I'm not shitting on anybody. Like no, I, said, I know. I was just saying. I'm cool with everybody. I got homeboys that they go both ways, and, you know, other friends that, uh, you know, live different <laughs> lifestyles than I do. I, I have a friend who's black. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> it did sound like that. I'm not going to lie. It did sound like that. You did not have to help me that way. But, no, I have tons of friends that, you know, they did, they live different lifestyles than I do. But I can't get that on my head now. Uh, but I just don't think, like, women in masks on that masculine. Like, there's certain things I just feel like they don't take masculine. Like, I think they think mostly, if I ask the consensus of women, like, the consensus of women, they would probably say a guy being the breadwinner is masculine. A guy working on his car with no shirt on is masculine or something like that. Uh, a guy lifting weights, masculine. A guy that takes care of his family, that's masculine. So, 
I feel like there's certain things uh, in different aspects or topics of life that girls probably do find masculine on a general consensus level. Yeah. And the same thing for women. I mean, no, I, I agree. I just think it's really hard to, like, answer that for the grand scheme of, like, the genders, you know? Yeah, 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 no, I get that. Um, I don't know. I don't... Would you want to be a trophy husband ever? I mean, I feel like I already am, but (laughs) I feel like I bring a little bit of everything to the table, if you ask me. No, No, I mean, like, just, like, 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 kind of, like, the same concept of, like, the trophy wife. Like, have a trophy wife lifestyle as a husband. Would you ever want? Maybe for like a, not even a year. Maybe like a few months. Not probably not even a few. Probably no. I don't feel like I'd be, and maybe it's just a pride thing. I just don't feel like there's any masculinity to that. Like I don't feel like I can hang around my guy friends. Okay, but like, say, yeah, but no say way. you d- date like the richest woman in the world, like what, like one of the top one percent of women. I still think it's a pride thing. Like, I probably could get over it. I probably could. I'm not even gonna, I probably could get over it. But in the back of my mind, I'd be like, she paid for everything. Like, I don't have no say-so anyway. <laughs> okay, have you ever seen Cozy Rotations? I don't think so. Bro, let me tell you, what a good movie. What a good movie. But you gotta watch it because there was, like, this woman who comes from a really really wealthy family and she um had more money than her husband and so she would go and buy like these lavish jewelries um lavish jewelries i don't like the way i said that but you know what moving on anyway irrelevant (laughs) so (laughs) and he he was like you know i know you hide these things from me and it makes me feel like not a man and this and that but at the same time it was like okay well she tried she tried to make you feel better about it but it's like it, but you want to get her to give up her lifestyle that like like she don't really have to do that no she doesn't it's an ego thing though like I, I and some guys can i just don't think it's a large majority of guys that can though like it's such a it's such an ego thing i i feel like over time i probably could but in the back of my mind like it would be hard. It would. It would really be hard. Like I'd have to recondition my mindset to just like looking good, going to the gym, and just being like the stay-at-home dad. You're dad. like, I got, I gotta look good. Mowing the lawn, my shirt off, working on the car that doesn't need to be fixed because we're rich. <laughs> Vacuuming the house, like what? And those are, that's not unmasculine, to, to, but the way I'm thinking about it, it's just like, doing that every day, that doesn't, it's like, that's not masculine to me. Like, I just, Nah, I'm but sorry. I mean, you and, can join a group of dads and go to like, I don't know, a Bible study, or you could, and you're like, you find, you find hobbies, you fill your time. What are we going to do, play checkers and watch... Yeah. And, and share some grape coupon with each other. Yeah. In the grape. 
the fancy mustard. The fancy mustard is like, do you have some gray coupon? Right? Like, like that's how you know you made it when you have that in your fridge on a regular basis. Such a flex. But. Need to get some gray coupon. <laughs> but, uh. <laughs> Everyone listening to this podcast is like, that. that's the height of luxury for you guys, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Thanks. I don't know. Uh, oh, man, I don't know. I can funny. see the just, appeal like of the trophy wife lifestyle at the same time. I, I, I know a few trophy wives. Um, some, some I really, really like, like, they're the good people, you know, like, they're just very happy, they don't have a lot of stress, but they, they, like, go and volunteer, or they, um, do other things, you know, that are, like, needed, instead of, like, just having a job, you know, um, some, you know, have hobbies, and, you know, they just, like, fill their time, and then there's some of them who I've met, and I'm like, wow. But, I mean, like, that's just, like, that's everyone. Like, there's always going to be, like, some people you like and some people you don't in every single group, you know? Like, it's nothing, like, um, about really them and their lifestyle. It's just, like, when people don't really have that all that stress and then they still have the nerve to be negative about everything. I'm like, what do you have to be negative about, baby? What do, like, why are you so angry? I don't know. So, I guess that we address the, the, is the trophy mom or the trophy wife the same as a stay-at-home mom? Because I feel like there is. No, I don't think so. I definitely don't think so. I feel like there's definitely, like, the, um, the, the lower class or the middle class moms who are stay-at-home moms, but, um, but it's like they're just stay-at-home moms. They're not really trophy wives. So, what do we define a trophy wife? Is it just based on looks or, like, what they... It's like you don't have to worry. You can have... And you can go shopping in the middle of the day. <laughs> and you can go out okay. to lunch with your friends. You could go to, like, the clubhouse. You know, you can do all of that and not worry about it and not lift your finger, really. And you're really just there to look good for your husband. And that's it. That's, like, your only purpose in the relationship. I mean, I'm not really saying, okay, I'll take that back. That was, that was kind of messed up for me to say. Like, that, that was kind of, like, uncalled for. Because, like, that's not your only purpose, but, like, but, like. That's your main purpose. Yeah, like, I mean, like, kind of. And, like, I do feel bad because it's, but it's, like. Maybe you're loving, and that's just, like, the lifestyle y'all agreed on and everything, and they don't want you to work and stuff like that. Like, but it's, like, you know, like, I mean, it is and isn't your purpose. Like, you know, like, it, ah, I feel like, I feel like there's a lot of people who want to be trophy wives to look good for their husbands, and that's it, though, and, like, live a lavish lifestyle. And, I mean, it's, like, and they might not even be happy in the relationship. I'm not saying, like, that some people don't have great relationships and that's a lifestyle that they agreed on and everything else and they worked on that and having all that things and they shouldn't have that lifestyle because they worked for it uh, um, in some way, shape, form, or the other. But I definitely think there's some women out there who definitely, like, 
looked for that in because they were like no I just want to be taken care of and not really contribute to society and I'm still going to be negative and I'm not going to do charity work or volunteer and stuff or like help out it with things and I'm going to hire someone to take care of my kids and that's that and just you know like they don't really do anything so I think there's a lot of there's a lot of things we have to like cover with that though too and, there's a lot of um, because there has to be like a criteria for trophy wives you can't just be a, anybody can't just be a trophy wife right yeah facts okay so a stay at home mom is not a trophy wife because a stay at home mom is also a job right so that's why I was trying to kind of get some clarification on from your perspective even though I think we I kind of inherently knew that but just for the sake of you know the listeners out there uh because being a stay-at-home mom is a, a job but i feel like a trophy wife is a job in itself too though you have to stay in shape like you can't just be sitting around eating hot fries and cheetos all day and um i mean if you, you know, got the metabolism for a baby <laughs> I, i'm i'll be i'll be very impressed actually with your metabolism i mean there's some women out there that do but i mean i feel like as a stay or not a stay-at-home mom but as a trophy wife you have to you have to look good all the time, so you have to put on makeup, you have to go work out at the gym, like, at least twice a day, probably, or at least one really hard time in the morning, and, like, eat certain foods, and really watch your weight, and that's a job in itself, and then if you're a stay-at-home mom, if, if you're a stay-at-home mom, like, I think the consensus is that your man has to make enough to provide, now he might not yeah. make as much as the the trophy wife's husband, but but he still got know, a support, right? So maybe his expectations aren't as high. Like maybe you don't look, maybe you're not the dime piece as the trophy wife, but you're maybe like a five or a six on a scale of like attractiveness. But you get the job done. You know, you mm-hmm. watch after my kids, after our kids. You clean, you cook. You know, you take care I was of the like, y'all kids. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you sorry. push them kids out. <laughs> and I kids, mean, like, so. don't get me wrong. Like, I don't have anything against trophy wives as a whole. I just, I just think, like, you know, if you have all of that time and you're going to be sulking about everything, like, that's just, like, why? What is the point of that? Why, why are you so miserable? Like, what what is really that tragic in life and not that everyone don't go through stuff and everyone don't have like deserve to have like a bad day or whatever but if it's all the time i think trophy wives are coming and i i could be completely wrong about this but i feel like they're becoming obsolete um in a way because the rise of feminism like there's so many women out there that want to work in the workforce and want to do these things like, I don't see it being a, I mean, it's still going to be, you're still going to have that cutoff between, you know, upper middle class and middle class and then, like, super upper class, mm-hmm. where, like, that force of society does have, you know, uh, a trophy wife. But even then, like, those guys aren't necessarily always faithful to those trophy wives either. Exactly. So it's like, do they really have any value besides just, like, but really at just that like point, a, it's like, okay, then are you going to leave? Or? stay because you like your lifestyle 
they're gonna stay and they're gonna deal with their man stepping I mean, out. I mean, I mean, I mean, we can't just say that. I don't think everyone would just say. I feel like a lot of them might. I'm not saying everyone would. <laughs> you know, I ooh, that would be a tough question for me because I don't think. Boy, I'm glad you didn't ask that. Even though I thought of it, like. I couldn't be a trophy husband and my wife be going to sleep with other guys. That is like that is mad disrespectful. Like, but Facts. if you reverse the roles, like it's it's a double standard because like it's you know, Facts. it's really a double standard. And I'm not. I mean, I'm not saying that like this is some type of new revelation that's come to my mind, but just I've never really talked about it. I guess on our open podcast. Have you ever talked about most things on an open podcast? I mean, but things, I mean, we're not, I mean, we know how double standards are. I mean, they are what they are, but. (laughs) I be calling people out on them. I be way too vocal about my opinions sometimes. I ain't going to lie to y'all. But the thing is, is nobody's going to call you less of a woman for staying with your man for cheating. But if you're a trophy husband and your wife stepping out on you, People are gonna think of you less as a man, though. Like nobody's gonna be like, "Oh, you're a man." They're gonna be like, "No, you a punk." <laughs> like, yeah, so that's the double like, standard with that too. Yeah, it's, not it's definitely it's crazy, and it's like, and it's like, should we all just like? Uh, first of all, cheating should be obsolete. It ain't, but it should be. I I agree. I don't think. I don't see the need in cheating, like... Exactly, thank you. There's, like, I don't... I understand... No, I don't understand it either. Because, like, if I don't like the person anymore, just tell them, say, hey... I this love ain't you, it. This ain't it, babe. You know, I I appreciate the time you put in. I'm not going to disrespect you. All and, the like, time you put in. You know, the, the 12 months you put in have been great hard work. All, but, all uh, 11 years have been great, but, uh, but see ya. <laughs> but I will say the thing is, is, generally when men do cheat, they're not cheating with a better looking woman. They're cheating with a lower looking woman. And on a scale of like attractiveness. Mm-hmm. Like when women cheat, they cheat up. When men cheat, they cheat down. <laughs> Which, I mean, if you go cheat, why would you not cheat up? Because men intend to stay with their spouse. They like what they have at home. Nah, bro, if we, if we And that's cheating, not me co-signing cheating because I don't co-sign it. But. I definitely, I am not co-signing this where I'm like, it, it would only make sense in my brain if you're going to cheat is because the grass is greener. You know? I, maybe that girl does something that my wife don't do at home. And I love my wife to death, and she does everything that I ask her to, but she don't know there's one thing that... So better sexually. Uh, maybe so. Maybe she don't She don't suck the dick like, like the girl <laughs> from down the street. Maybe she don't lick the balls like the girl from down the street. I don't I know. I go, see, I, I go see Miss Charlene. She, she goes suck the dick a little better. Let me stop. <laughs> I hate um, everything about that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's facts though that's the thing so I don't know It's I don't co-sign it but I kind of understand it in a way but I don't agree with it like you know you take what you got you know 
you're gonna have a woman. I would just so much rather be single than cheat on someone. Like I just think that's so disrespectful. That is a slap in the face, and to the people that have Sagittarius's have stated. Bro, like if you cheat on me, I don't think I would. I could probably forgive we you. We throw in hands, maybe. okay? I could, I could forgive you in a different life, probably, but not in this life. <laughs> you have to reincarnate into a different person. Like I would rather you just tell me, like, hey, this isn't working out, than just like cheat on me, bro. Like that's nobody should go home at the end of the day feeling like they're not good enough for their spouse. Like okay. if you, if you feel like you know, hey, your wife or your husband's not cutting it, just tell them. Just tell them. You know, like, don't, don't cheat on them, because, whew, boy, that's hard to get over. That's hard to get over. All right. Well, I feel like this has been a very enlightening conversation, and we'll probably have to revisit this subject at a later date to, like, fully, fully get this out. But, I mean, like, at the end of the day, whatever lifestyle you really choose to pursue, there's nothing wrong with it. Just be a good person, and... Don't be a Meredith Lake. Or Amber Heard. <laughs> we getting sued after this. <laughs> well, I'm not really worried about getting sued. Amber Heard already on the hook for like $8 million anyway. Like, yeah. It's okay. <laughs> you can get our two cents. <laughs> you ain't getting you much. You can find them right in that podcast. <laughs> that, yeah. Those are our two cents. <laughs> All right. Well, we will see you back here same time next week sorry about last week but you know that that's my fault that's my fault <laughs> all right and we'll see you then all right have a good night stay safe